0: Okay, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Miketz. The Torah in the first pasuk says, It was at the end of two years, two years after Yosef had asked the Sar HaMashkim to please mention me to Parei. And he said it twice. So. Two years later is when he was released from prison, and when the entire episode with power's dreams began. So the Medrash, of course, says, The reason for this this punishment that Yasev had to sit in jail for two years two years extra is because he was punished for every word that he said. He said first to the Saramashkim, Kim Zechartani, please remember me to paray. When you were released, as I'm telling you that you will be, please remember me, mention me to paray and get me out of here. And then again he says, Kartani, mention me. And that according to Chazal, was a riboy of Ishtadlis, That was too much. Yesu was on such a high madrega of bitachen that that was more than he should have done. For an average person, we all have to do our level of ishtadlis. We have to do what we have to do in order to make pernasal. We have to do what we have to do to make things happen in life. How Baruch Hu expects us to engage in some form of Ishtadlis, but the Beis Alevi says that for Yosef Hatsadik, who was on such a high madrega, he did have to do Ishtadlis, but the Ishtadlis that he had to do was very microscopic Ishtadlis. He had to do very little, and this, even the mentioning of his Kartani, his Kartani twice, that itself was too much. It was a chisorin on Yosef's level of bitachen, and so he was punished two long years sitting in jail. The jails in those days were not the jails of our day and age. You have, uh, I don't know, you get to watch TV and you get good meals and you get uh, to work out and, uh, and, and go to college and stuff. Whatever you need, to, whatever they allow you to do in jail today, that wasn't what it was like. It was literally languishing in a bar. It was in a pit and who knows what the conditions were. Yes, that's how they got to sit in that bar for two long years. Why? just because he said two words. Two words, two simple words. His kartani, zakartani, and because of that the Medrash says that the diktok hadin was so great that for two words, he had to sit for two long years in jail. We find a similar concept of how powerful a word is from... In, in the parsha by Yaakov Avinu, when Yaakov Avinu goes down to Mitzrayim and he, he meets Paray. And Paray is very uh, uh, interested. He takes a great interest in Yaakov Avinu. He says, how old are you? Which is an unusual question. And Yaakov gives a whole uh, pusuk about how, why he looks so old. He says that... Uh, um, you know, my, the days of my, uh, of my life have been long and they're very difficult and that's why I didn't attain the lifespan of my father and my grandfather because things have been so tough for me. He's giving like a whole soliloquy to Paray and explaining why he was so old why, and why he looked so old and why he physically was unwell. He says, I'm really younger than I appear but this is the tsaris that I had. And the Medrash says, it's brought in the Dasa Kenim, that Amalek had a Hashem had very big tightness on Yaakovina for doing that. And he said, me I rescued you from Esau, from Lavan, and I returned to you Dina, Dina you got back as a captive, and Yosef came back to you. The Ata Mizraim al Chayecha she Maat and you're complaining about your life that they were short years and bitter years. Chayecha, I swear, says Hashem by your life. Shenimnen Nimnun Hatevay, she Yeshmin Migurai, Ad Bime Meguray Kach Yaksu Mishnei Secha Shalei That the amount of words that you use to complain about, in these in this in this Pasuk, paray, which amounts to 33 words, that's how uh, less amount of years you're going to live vis-a-vis Yitzchak. Yitzchak lived 36 years, 33 years longer. Yitzchak lived until he was 180. Yaakov died when he was 147. Those 33 years were diminished, were depleted from the amount of life that Yaakov was supposed to have because he used 33 words to complain. If you look in the uh Shmulevitz has a famous that if you count the words, it's not really 33, it's, it's less, but he says that you have to count also the question that Pare had, how old are you? That's also included in the count because the fact that not only he complained about his years, but ha- that he allowed his saris to get to him and to make him look more older than he was that also was a tayna against them. That's the famous Reb Chaim Shalas. What do you see from this medrash? The medrash is telling us a chiddush, that every single word that was uttered was another year of life that was taken away from Yaakov Avinu. You see the diktok adin. Like we think that when we speak, Our words were just schmoozing and we, we just can keep talking and talking and talking. Words have very major consequences, consequences beyond our ability to fathom. If we see that the fact that Yosef said two words and that got him two years in jail, Yaakovinu said 33 words and because of that 33 years were deducted from his life, that means a word equals a year. A year is a long time, right? A year is a long. It's a lot of finals, midterms, shiurim, um, breakfast, lunches, supper. It's a lot. Thirty-three years. Is a long. A year is a long time. Every word that we utter equals a year. Amazing. It's an amazing thing. It's a. It's a that I saw in a sefer, one of my favorite seferim, called LeKachdas by Rabbi Avram Ozban. He points out this common theme between the medrash at the beginning of the parish of that Yasef had to be in that pit for two years because of that ishtadlis that he did, the riba ishtadlis, the extra words, two words equals two years, 33 words equal 33 years, a word equals a year. Very powerful, very powerful uh, idea. He also brings a Misa from the Chavetz Chaim, an amazing Misa, the Chavetz Chaim once was uh, sitting and there was somebody that was asking him about an issue. He had a big machlekas with somebody and he needed to unload, to vent to the Chavitz Hayim. He had come with his friend uh, in to see the Chavitz and his friend had to leave, step out for a little bit because he was going to the post office. He had to mail a telegram. So while this friend was, uh, went away, this person started speaking Uh, I don't know, to the Chavetz Chaim or to somebody else. And and some words of Lashon Hara started uh, coming into the conversation. So Chavetz Chaim says, where did your friend go just now? He said he went to the post office. He says, what's he doing in the post office? He's mailing a telegram. Why is it taking him so long to come back? He says, well, I don't know if the Chavetz Chaim knows, but when you send off a telegram, you pay for every word. That's how it was. In the olden days, people had uh, what was called a telegram. We don't have that anymore, but it was basically, they didn't have a fax machine. They didn't have emails. So if let's say I wanted to send a letter to somebody in Eretz Yisrael, and and I didn't have his number, or I didn't want to speak to him on the phone, or I didn't have a phone, whatever it was, so there would be something called a telegram. And you would go to the post office... And you'd have to write out, like, every single word that you wanted to send to the person. But every single word you're paying. Let's say you pay a dollar a word. Okay, so what are you going to do? You're not going to send the whole long rambling uh, letter. You have to count every word. You have to cross it. Okay, I don't have to say that word, and, because the person will figure it out. And then I don't have to say that word. And then you also have to put the word stop. Right at this, there's no periods in italics in a telegram, so you have to put the word stop. And if you see, you can find like old telegrams of in, in Jewish history. Uh, you know, Gedalia Israel would exchange during emergency times telegrams about ransoming Jews in Switzerland or, or trying to make a meeting with some senator in the in Washington to try to save Yidd- Yiddish and Nishamas. So you see the telegrams, and it was like very Mitzumtzum, Like they tried to like get because it's expensive. So Chaim says, don't you understand what I'm trying to say to you? If your friend is spending so much time because he understands the value of a word, every word you pay for, says you have to pay for every single word that you speak in life. There's no such thing as cheap. It might not cost you they say talk is cheap. It's not true. People say talk is cheap. I could talk and talk and talk. It doesn't cost anything. It costs a lot. It's the most expensive commodity in the world is, is, is your words because... If you use your words badly, you used two words and he got two years in prison. Yaakovina, 33 words. 33 years less of Yaakovina's life. One minute of Yaakovina's life was, was worth trillions of dollars. 33 years less of Yaakovina's life all because of every word was another year. Every word that we say, a bad word, it could really uh, be very, very detrimental. We have to be very, very careful about our speech. <laughs> we have to count our words. There's a, uh, there's a Sefer Hasidim. The Sefer Chasidim says, my father, Elovishalom, used always say this, and I didn't know where he got it from. And then later I saw in the, uh, in the uh, Arches Yesher, Chaim Kanievsky brings it from the Sefer Hasidim. He says that you have to be very careful with what you say, because there's like an odometer. Every word that you say, there's a, uh, you know, we think that our life, there's a kitzvah that Hashem knows exactly how many years we're supposed to live. He says, not necessarily. It might be that Hashem gives you a certain amount of words to speak in life. And when you use up those words, then your life is done. This is obviously not talking about learning and tefillah, etc., but when you're, when you're using it for schmoozing and for sicha for uh, and, of course, for lashon and rechilos and nivope and shtus and bavolem, then you have to be very careful because your words, every word that you're using is depleting your life because there is an exact count. Every person has a, has a count. One person has 1,345,000 uh, words to say. One person has 10 million, whatever it is, but when you use that number up, that's it. So you have to be very careful. It's better, much better to not talk so much. Especially, of course, when, when the conversation is a bad conversation. But in general, it's better not to talk so much. It's better to be more on the quiet side. So many times I get calls uh, in Shidduchim, and, and a mother is like, you know, calling me about a, a guy in yeshiva, and she's like, uh, she's, I heard he's very quiet. Is that true? I said, yeah, that's a good thing. You want a, 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 you know, a blabbermouth for a son-in-law? You want a son-in-law just keeps talking and talking and talking doesn't stop and just keeps... has no filter? You want, I mean, obviously, it has to be somewhat normal. Has to, a person has to be able to make normal conversation, but you don't want a person that just talks and talks and talks. If you keep talking, you're going to get yourself into trouble. The chazanish used to say that I never regretted something that I didn't say. A lot of times I regret things that I do say. You know, you say something to your wife and you say... oh. Why did I say that? So why did I have to open my mouth? Right? Uh, you know, you say something to your friend, you say something to your rabbi, and like afterwards, you're like, "That was really bad that I said that." But when you don't say something, sometimes you're tempted to say something. You stop yourself. You never walk away like a few minutes later and say, "Shoot, I should have said that. Uh, I should have said that. That shtach. I should have said that joke." I if you didn't say it, it's not the end of the world. You never regret something that you don't say. So it's far better to be more. Um, Stingy with your words than than too uh, overindulgent with your words. You don't want to speak too much. You want to be a person that's normal. You speak nicely. You're sitting at a Shabbos table. You're talking. You're conversant. But at the same time, you're not just talking and you're not that guy that's always talking and always speaking. And, and, you know, those type of people get themselves into trouble. Now, up until now, this morning, we've been speaking about the... uh, bad things that we're speaking about, right? Bad things. Lashon uh, hara, things that are speaking negatively. Yaakov uh, Avinu complaining about the quality of his life, which HaKadosh Baruch took as, a, as an insult because I gave you a good life. That's, and, and we see there how powerful a word is. Now let's switch gears a little bit because we don't want to leave off on a... We know that. We, I think we all pretty much know Uh, the power of Lashon Hara, how bad it is, how deadly it is, and we've spoken about that many, many times. But the takeaway that I want to leave you with today, besides for, yes, when it comes to bad things, we have to try to learn to limit our talk. But let's focus on the positive a little bit. We know that there's a rule that, that that a good thing is much more powerful than a bad thing. If I just taught you a lesson about the power of a bad word, you should know that the power of a good word is many more times as, as, as strong. The Gemara says it's 500 times as strong. So whatever we're saying that one bad word equals a year of life, one year of, of, of complaint, of Lashon whatever it is that we're doing bad equals one year. A good word is worth let's say 500 years of goodness. Every positive thing that we say is so powerful. If a bad word is powerful in a negative way and it could really do us in, a good word is amazingly powerful. The power of one word, of a single word. There's an amazing thing that the von Slabotka used to say. I'm sorry, the Altevan Kellum used to say the following. He says... First he says like this, he says, every individual is so important that it will be worthwhile for Hashem to create the whole world for 6,000 years, which is how long the world is supposed to last, to have just one Jew saying, one u Baruch Hu, Shemai in his lifetime. Sometimes we don't like, we're not so but on saying Baruch Hu, Shemai. It's Kedai, says the Alter of En-Kalim, and he had a Messiah for this, To have an entire world built, this entire planet, with all the major cities in the planet, the Manhattan and the, uh, and and London and and Paris and Moscow and Berlin and all the big and and all the small cities and all the hamlets and all the little villages spotting the entire globe. It's could die with all the trillions of people that have walked this planet. It's could die just to have one, to have all of that for one yid. That says one time in his life, Baruch Hu But then he continues. He says, "And every Amen that we say is worth a thousandfold more. So as powerful as the Baruch Hu baruch is, one Amen is a thousand times that. That means a thousand worlds, a thousand universes. Every time I say the word Amen." How many times do we say amin every single day? If I would make a shahakal, you say amin. The entire world, and, and, and a thousand worlds, I just justified. It was vindicated just for that one amin. That's why some people, when they put on their film, and they make the loud brach, and you think, like, this guy is annoying me. Like, why, why is he doing that? Right? Because he's giving you a chus to answer amin, and that amin is worth the entire universe. You have to make sure to answer. Amen. Guys, by a kriyas by the aliyah to the by every opportunity that you have to answer, amen. You know, some people sometimes we like we're in a rush, and so we, you know, we're not like it's not like we have a, a plane to catch or some emergency thing. We're just like a little bit like want to go back to the dorm a little bit, so we miss a, a kaddish, missing a kaddish, you know, for no good reason. We just like lazy. Every word, every amen, is an opportunity to have a, a, a billion a billion years of world existence and we're just like throwing it away. That's one Amin. But let's go further. One Yehoshmei Rabbah. Amin shmei Rabbah is like, whoa, that's already like a different league. shmei Rabbah we know is tremendously powerful. That's like a thousand times answering amen. Now the math gets really like wacky, right? It's a thousand times a thousand is what, a million? Is it? Yeah, I think so, right? A thousand times a thousand a million. So, so it's a million universes every time you say, Hey Shemir But then he says, and this is really scary, that one word of Torah is worth a thousand of that. One word of Torah. So now how much is, how much is a million times a thousand times a million is a billion? Literally a billion. So if you have one word of Tyra, right now, how many words am I saying a a sentence? I'm saying, and we're all, when I'm saying it, it's Shema Kainah, you're all saying it. So every single word of Tyra that I said, even the word a, even the word the, is a billion worlds. A billion worlds. We don't don't understand the power of what we have when we're learning Tyra. We don't understand the gift that. If let's say I would tell you that every word of Torah in real life, every word of Torah that I will that, that you learn, I will give you a million dollars. Just very simple. It's it's much it's worth much much more than that. But just for us to like have a little comprehension, let's not even use a million. Let's say I would say ten thousand dollars a word. Could you imagine the Hasmada and the yeshiva? Could you imagine we wouldn't stop? We would like every we would be there first of all in time for first seder. We would be there on time for, you know, for night seder. We wouldn't leave until the end. We wouldn't just callously walk out and like schmooze in the, in the pantry or in the hallway or just like make random phone calls because we understand that every word is, 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 is $10,000. It's really a trillion dollars. But I don't want to really freak us out. But, it's, but if it's $10,000, I think we can understand maybe a little bit. If it's $10,000, I'm not wasting that. I'm not wasting it. And if I do waste it, it has to be something that's really worth wasting on. Like, somebody once told me that, you know, I'm on a diet, so I'm trying to watch what I'm eating. So whatever I do eat, it better be worth it. Meaning, if I'm going to eat, I will cheat sometimes on my diet, but I'm not cheating unless it's like a, like a sufganiyah with, like, you know, with, from... from, from uh, I don't know, from a really fancy place, like the, you know, the $15, dollars 5 towns donuts, like with, with custard, you know, with strawberry bitter. That's, that I'll cheat on, but I'm not gonna do it for a regular, you know, just a regular stama, you know, one of the, the, the reprocessed donuts. That I'm not gonna do it on. I'll have a steak, but I'm not gonna have, like, I'm not gonna waste it on a piece of, on a bag of potato chips. That's how it is. If you're gonna waste tyra fine. But make sure that it's something that you really want to do it on. It has to be really kedai What's kedai. It's g'day to spend time with your family. It's kedai to, you know, to play some ball, to get some, uh, to get some exercise. It's g'day to, uh, to do things that are normal in life, to spend time with friends. But it's not kedai just to, to play a video game all night. That's not g'day. It's not good to, to, you know, to, uh, search, to endlessly search on, on the Internet for everything and anything. That's, that's not g'day. We can't get neurotic from what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we have to, like, oh, my gosh, you know, we have to be normal people. But you have to understand that Taira is so chashev that every word of Taira is, is, is priceless. And in Shemayim, if one bad word is a year, then every good word of Taira is millennium. It's, it's, it's nitzchias, it's forever. One word. I'm not talking about giving a sheer loli and like preparing a, just one word of Taira. You open up a chumash, you're on the bus, you're on a plane, you open up, you take out a chumash, you're maver sedra, you're racking up countless words. You're sitting by a chasna. I always tell everybody by a chasna, You're going to a chasna, Plan ahead. Photocopy. Don't like. I don't think that it's uh, appropriate to like bring an hadr gemara to a chasna. I think it's showy. It's like you know, it's not nice. It makes everybody at the table feel like garbage. But like you know, you, you photocopy your, the gemara that you're learning, or if you're doing the daf, you focus, or you photocopy. I don't know some them uh, Whatever you're working on. A few pages. You fold it up. You put it in your pocket by the chuppah, and no one's looking. You take it out, and and after the chuppah is over, you have literally an hour and a half before the chassan comes out to dance. You want to have an appetizer. Go get an appetizer. And go to a side room and learn a little bit, because just to waste your time schmoozing. With with some random people on your table, you don't enjoy the conversation anyway. It's all forced conversation for the most part. You're not getting anything major out of it. You're not doing any any major business deals out of it. So just like take a safer and learn. You're going to a doctor's office. You know you're going to have time to learn. So you're going to have a lot of time wasted in the doctor's the doctor, so hush it, will never take you on time. You have to be there on time. They're very upset if you come there late, but then you have to sit. My father used to say, hurry up and wait. Like, you've got to hurry up to the doctor, and then just sit there and wait for two hours. Those two hours, what are you doing at the diary? An hour, what are you doing there? You're going on your phone and this and that. Take a safer along. Take a, take a bunch of farm along. salvation. I know every time he goes to a doctor, though, he brings his briefcase with his farm, and he, he, you know, he's learning. There's no reason not to. No reason. A <clears throat> doctor's is not going to hurt anybody's feelings if you're taking out your to Gemara. You're on a plane, you learn. Like if you have opportunity to learn, you have to learn. Not because it's the from thing, do because you're you're a fool if you don't. Ramesha Feinstein was like a, a Samuel of of Shalom bias, and he you know, no one knew Tyra and loved Tyra more than he did. But he would um like he'd basically go on a vacation with his wife. You wonder like what did Ramesha Feinstein's vacations look like? Like how did what did he do on vacations? So, he would go, let's say, I don't know, to New Hampshire, and his wife and him would take a walk, and they would see nature, and like, he would be, he would have a safer like this, and his wife understood who she was married to, and then if she would start talking to him and saying, it's, look at that bird over here, he would shut his safer, look at it, acknowledge it, talk about it a little bit, and then like, there was quiet, and then he would open up his safer again and learn. Now that's an extreme, but that's where Meishah finds it. We're not where Meishah finds but, but the point is that you have to go on vacations. You have to spend time with your family. You have to do things that are normal. But you have to understand that every word of Teira is so chashiv. Every amen is, is chashiv. So I don't know, I'm going to down and be a chidus tonight. And I know sometimes, like, you know, it's cold out and it's already late and you came back. Th- and, 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 okay, but you're missing out, again, not to get neurotic, but it's so khashiv of to daven tefillah b'tzibur not just because it's tefillah b'tzibur but it gives you opportunities to say Barchu, baruchu baruchu shemay, amen yeish why is that so chash because it's elames every word that we every opportunity we have in tefillah b'tzibur to say a baruchu to say amen to say to hear a, 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 a kaddish a kadusha is, is nitzchius it's eternity I'll tell you something else an amazing thing Unbelievable! The Lev El-Yoh, the Revelia Re- Re- Lapian, who we're learning about um, his Tyra on on um, Tuesday nights, the Vad. So he says something incredible. He says the Chavitz Chaim. He once heard from the Chavitz Chaim say the following thing: that we know how does how did, what's the schar of Talmud tairah? Like how does Hakadosh Baruch Hu gauge Talmud tairah? So there's a uh, in Shnei Saliyah one of the svarim of. Uh, of of, um, of the Vilna Gain he writes that it's every word when we're, when we're trying to ev- uh, evaluate, how, how is it an hour of tirah? is it a minute of tirah? is it a sentence, no, it's a word of tirah. every word is another mitzvah of Talmud tirah. this is what the Gain says listen to what the Chavetz Chaim says if you really want to get neurotic the Chavetz Chaim says that on Shabbos, we know that Shabbos is Kenegatkulam. Kulam Shabbos is, well Let's start a little bit before. Tamatira is equivalent to all of the Tirek mitzvahs. So he says every word of Tireh is like 613 mitzvahs. Shabbos is kinegat kala mitzvahs, which means that every word that you, that you say on Shabbos, that you learn on Shabbos, is 613 mitzvahs times 613 mitzvahs. Who well, has a calculator? What's 613 times 613. Taking too long. 375, what what? Three hundred seventy-five thousand seven hundred sixty-nine. Okay, three hundred seventy-five thousand mitzvahs per word. Per word. This is the Chavetz Chaim. This is not. This is not me making this up. This is the Chavetz Chaim saying it's every word of Torah on Shabbos, and maybe Yantif that you learn is three hundred seventy-five plus thousand words mitzvahs of the Torah. We work very hard to do a mitzvah. You know, matzahs, people spend, you know, $25 a pound to eat a, eat a little matzah. Here you're getting 375,000 matzahs for every, not an hour of learning, that's that's crazy, right? An hour of learning on Shabbos. Um, a, not a minute of learning, um, a word of learning. A word of learning on Shabbos is worth 375,000 mitzvahs. Can you imagine that? Just think about that a second. Every, every mitzvah is nitzchis. Every The, the hanav, any mitzvah, in the tar, we've spoken about this also in the past, is worth all the pleasures, the cumulative pleasures of the world. So, what I'm trying to say to you is not to get crazy. I, I know that there are people that are going to get crazy from what I'm saying. They're going like to run down to the Spanish now and, and learn and, and I, I'm splitting the sky with you if you do that, by the way. But... <laughs> but the, uh, but the point is that, yes, we have to do things in life. We have to go to college, and we have to, we have to spend time with our family, and we have to be nice at the Shabbos table and be, and be chilled and be normal. Normal. That's, that's the, Hashem wants us to do that more than, more than racking up all these points. But when we are not doing the things that we have to do, then it's so important to focus on our learning and our tfilus and on, and on saying a nice word to somebody. That's also a word, a word, any word. If I say good morning to you, that's worth, you know, that's, that's years and years of nitrius. If I say I like your tie, great haircut, you know, wow, that, is that a new suit? You look great in it. Those are simple things that we're saying. It's nice things that we're saying. Those words, every word, is, is a crazy amount of schar that you're getting for that. Not just schar in, in shemaim. Schar in this world, it accrues to you. It makes you a better person. It, makes, it, it fixes your midas. When you don't say something, you're a genius. If you, the, the less you speak about, you're avoiding so much einish. But when you do say things that are positive, and you filter before you say it, and make sure that it's that it's going to come out the right way, and that you mean it, and that it's genuine, and that it's going to it's going the audience is going to appreciate what you're saying. It's it's the words that we have is the most valuable commodities. Talk is not cheap. Talk is is priceless, and a person has to really focus. A person has to focus on on really on, on on our words, on 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 maximizing the power of our words in taira, in Tefillah, in, 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 in saying nice things to people. There's a, a great dvare. I don't know if it was mine or, I, or maybe I, it was mine and I, I, I heard somebody else say it also when we, tonight in Mugin Avis try to think about this when you we say Mugin Avis Pidvaray HaKadosh is the protector of the forefathers Pidvaray Mechayi Mamara. He's Mechayi Meisim with his speech He's Mechayi Mason. And I think that that's not only the rabbi nisholam. We do that also. We're able to literally be mechayim mason with a word, with a word. A person is depressed. The person's not feeling. I go over to you. I see you're not in a good mood, and I say to you, "What's wrong? Talk to me. Tell me what's on your mind." Or I see somebody's <coughs> not so happy, and I say, "You know, wow, you did a you know you, you know beautiful davening this morning. Great hallel. Great uh you know uh you know I love uh I, I loved your uh, your dvar Torah on Shabbos." Amazing. I, I, How you, did you think of that yourself? But no, no, what You don't know what you do to people. You're mechayemes ma'mar with our words. We have the ability to really literally bring people from death to life. We revive a person's neshama. So many times we don't. People are walking around living dead. They they have no life. They have no. You know why? Because their parents never compliment them. Their friends never compliment. They're 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 famished for attention. They're famished for a little COVID. for a compliment. Some people get a lot of COVID. Some people get no COVID. and they they're they're chalishing for it. They need it. We need COVID. That's that's the basic you know diet of humanity. A neshama needs a little acclaim, a little thank you, a little appreciation. And when you give that to somebody, you're literally reviving the person. You don't know how much life it gives them. It, it's, it's able to resuscitate a person, make a person feel whole, make a person able to like, do well in school, make a person be able to do well uh, to get married and to have a nice family and to, and to get a job and to keep a job because you gave them that oomph, you gave them that, that confidence. It's so easy. That type of word is easy. And if we do it, we're 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 geniuses. We're we're literally like tycoons of Elam Haba. We have the ability to rack up billions of well, everyone else is busy schmoozing and We have the ability to rack up trillions and trillions of dollars in Torah, in Tfila, in on Shabbos learning, on Yontif learning, and, and 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 speaking nicely to people and avoiding bad talk. I want to just end with a uh, with one beautiful story, because it is Chanukah. This is the last day of Chanukah. And it's called by, everyone calls today, Zais Chanukah. This is this is the day of Zeiss Chanukah, the eighth day of Chanukah. Why do we call it that? Because we lain this morning. We just lain this morning. Zeiss Chanukah say So it's called Zeiss Chanukah. So there's a story that's told about the great Rishmuel Bermbeim. Rishmuel Bermbeim was the Rashiva. In the Mir Yeshiva in Brooklyn, and he was a fire. He was a living fire of Tyra. If there's one, you know, every will maybe you, you attribute a different thing to some. Some people might say he's a tzaddik. One person is Machber Lashon Hara. One more, Shmuel There's one word to describe him, and that's Tyra. He was Tyra, pure Tyra. He all he wanted to do all day was learn Tyra. and he learned. And he learned in yeshiva. Very rare for Rosh yeshivas. To be in Yeshiva first Seder, second Seder, night Seder, after night, he that was him. He was Mamish in Yeshiva Day. He, he and there's a lot of a lot of stories. There's a whole biography about him if you want to learn more about him. Um, but there's a million stories that are told about his tirah. But it bothered him very much on Hanukkah that um, that that second Seder people left early to light their neighbors. Now they might be doing it kalacha, and that's okay. But it just bothered them that on the, on Yantiv of Chanukah, which is a Yantiv of Nitzachan of the, uh, you know, of Tara of Zayd Biad Beyad, Saha, Sarasacha, should be the time that we really learn the most. And yet, ironically, it's the time that generally, you know, in Yeshiva said they have a full second Seder, people cut out of second Seder, and they leave early to life Bismarck, and whatever, and it's, 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 and then they go to Chanukah party. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it should be a time that we're the biggest mass but that's the way the, you know, for whatever reason, that's the way it is. Okay. So, the Rav um, Shmuel was bothered. Like, every day coming Second Seder, every day of Hanukkah, it's shvach. shvach. People are running out. They're here. They're getting their neighbors. The last day of Hanukkah, of course, it doesn't, it's not applicable this year because it's Friday. But let's say it was Thursday. So, it's, it was the last day of Hanukkah, and guys were not running anywhere because there's no, there's no menorah to light the last night of Hanukkah, right? It was the night before that we lit eight candles. This, this goes, you know, we just can learn straight. And the base Medrash was back to being gishmak and robust and, and, and you know, full and, 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 and full of pulsating with life as the base medish should be. And Rishon Noah comes into the base Medrash and he sees like it's packed and it's, it's, it's loud and, and he says, Zeis Hanukkah. This is Chanukah. You want to know Chanukah? This is Chanukah. Chanukah is when we have the ability to really learn. That's what Chanukah is. Well, you want to know what Chanukah is all about? Zeiss Chanukah. A, take a look at the last day of Chanukah. And that's really, I think, what the takeaway from Chanukah is. We want to like take some tzedel adarach. We want to take something away from Chanukah and, and take it with us throughout the winter. And it's a long, it's a long zman. There's two others but until Hanukkah, until, let's say, Purim Pesach time, what are we going to do? What should be our mission statement? What does Hanukkah want from us? What should, we, what should be the final request of Hanukkah? It's this. It's remember the power of Zeis Hanukkah. Remember, understand that Torah reigns supreme. That all we have in this Gullus, we have nothing else but Torah. We really don't since the Khorban, the only vestige of Kedusha that we have is our tyra. And so we are lucky, we are so fortunate to be in a yeshiva. Some people are unfortunate to be in a yeshiva. They're they're fighting in a war right now in Gaza, or they're uh, or they're they have to they have to leave you know, yeshiva early for whatever reason. They didn't have the ability to, uh, to stay in learning. Maybe their parents didn't want them to or they couldn't support them. or they, they, Things happen. You can't, not everybody could stay in learning. If we're in yeshiva, even one day, every day, wake up and say, Maydani, jump out of bed and come here for davening. Davening should never be shvach in yeshiva. We're benetaira. We're better than that. We don't have to give in to every word of davening. Every word is Nitzchias, it's $10,000, it's $10 billion, but that's the number we don't... $10,000 a word of doubting, $100,000 an Amen, Yesh mei Rabba's is 400000 Would you miss that? Would you miss $400,000? No, the base measure will be packed. If we give out donuts, they, people come. So why shouldn't people come if, there's, if they understand that every word of Torah is, is trillions and trillions of dollars? The answer is they didn't come to the shmooze today, so they don't know it. But if they would have come to the Shemuz, they would know this. If the words of Yasef, if the words of Yaakov, in a that were understood in a negative light, whatever that means, let's speak about the Aves HaKadashim, and the punishment was so severe, it's a year per word. The great words that we say are hundreds of years per, per word. Remember when I'm, I'm saying a word. A word is so cheap. It's nothing. It's a word. The word A... It's one letter. That is worth a trillion years, a trillion dollars, whatever everyone is, We have to really, really take from Hanukkah this winter. Stay in the base medrash. I'm talking to myself probably more than anybody. Just stay in the base medrash. Sit, open up a sefer. Just learn. Just learn. When you have to do other things, do other things. But when you're learning, learn. Chaparain, because you're a fool if you don't. If you, if, I would, if you would know that somebody is, is offered $100,000, you know, to, to run around the block, every time he runs around the block, and the guy, like, runs around, like, a little bit, and then he takes a break, and, he, you know, and he, he's, like, you know, checking his phone, you're a fool. Somebody promised you $100,000 every time you run around the block for the next hour, and you're wasting time on a phone? That person's obviously foolish, right? I don't think anyone would, anyone would argue. There's nothing as important as running around the block right now. That's your ability to do it. There's nothing more important than us coming to davening every day, coming to Seder every day, learning into the wee hours of the night when we can. Not fine. I, not, I always have to give these disclaimers. I don't know why I do that. But, but you know, there's nothing more. Learn until 3 o'clock in the morning. If you can get up for davening and be a mensch the next day, then figure out how we can stay up in bed and, and, and watch our phones until 3 o'clock. So why can't we stay up and learn? Is there anything more beautiful? And on these long Friday nights in the winter, you, Shabbos starts at like 4 o'clock, by the time you, you finish the meal, like, you look at the whole clock, is it 5.30? Like, you know, ridiculous. What are you doing? Oh, I've got to go catch a bagel. I've got to sleep a bagel. I don't know if anyone knows, is yeshivish enough to know what that means, but it means, like, if you, if you sleep around the clock, you, you, like, you go to sleep at, uh, at 7 at night, you wake up 7 in the morning. Like, uh So, you know, so that's, a bag, that's more important. Stay up. Get a chavrusa, or step by yourself, learn some Mishnayas, learn Gemara, and stay up till 11, 12 o'clock at night. And if you're tired, do what they did in Europe. They would go to sleep right after the meal. They'd wake up at 12 o'clock at night, and then you would you learn from 12 to, 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 to davening. Not the end of the world either. It's doable. Or learn from 12 to 4, and then go to sleep for a couple more hours. These are, every word of, of Shabbos is so precious. It's, it's what did we say, 375,000 bits per word? Whoever doesn't do that is a fool. I'm sorry. I'm talking to myself. I'm the biggest fool. Okay, I'll be the first to stand online. But we're all fools every time we waste time. Now, again, I have to reiterate, it doesn't mean to make us crazy, but it means that when we're learning, learn. And it should galvanize us, it should, it should pull us to the base matters, because besides for the schar, there's nothing more geschmack than the neshama feels than Talmud Torah. There's no, we know that. So it's good in this world, it's good in the moment also. <laughs> But if we just wanted to speak about it purely from a scharva'iner standpoint, from a financially sound standpoint, there's no greater investment that we could do, that we could make, than just sitting and learning. Sitting in this world and the next world, coming to davening, yeheshmeh rabbis, kedusha, nice words. The power of a single word is oyem it's, v'nayra. It's, it's, it's frightening almost. Not almost. It is frightening beyond how much every word that we say costs and how much we can earn if we use them, use them correctly. Everybody say have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.